recording podcast, video, everything. I didn't light up yet, though. How's everybody doing? Everyone's going okay? It's Americana, the American way. I am Big John. Find me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. Also on Anchor.fm or the Anchor Podcast app and Rumble.com. The name of the podcast and <clears throat> excuse me, podcast and channel are Americana, the American way. So, I gotta work on the lighting. Uh, anyways. So, I didn't want to do another Elon Twitter uh, talk. But, what's been done in the dark is being brought to the light. Uh, folks, we're at a crossroads in America. Just the gosh, gosh honest truth. Uh, the government, the the liberal, the shadow government, the people behind the scenes that make policy, uh, the bureaucrats, and I'm talking people, you know, your average FBI agent is just at your local office is just doing their job. Your average CIA agent, you know, they're just doing their job. Um, but... It's become so clear a blind man could see it. I mean, Steve, Ray Charles could see this and Stevie don't have to wonder, as Brandon Tatum would say. Uh, Stevie Wonder could see that certain parts of the government, particularly in the Democrat Party and social media companies and certain media companies, have been in cahoots now. With this Elon Musk purchase of Twitter and actions that have followed, it it becomes clear as a crystal. Why I say we're at a crossroads in America. That's where I started with this. We as Americans have to look at this next election, 2022. My hair is a mess and my glass. All right. Well, anyways. In 2022 and 2024... Are we going to know the candidates? Are we going to vote in people that will talk the or walk the walk and not just talk the talk? We have to clean house in some of our government institutions, some new government agencies, and new is. A relative term, but some government agencies need to be eliminated altogether um, because they're turning into what our worst nightmare was, what the founding fathers' worst nightmare was, what our worst nightmare is, to be honest with you, not was. Okay, <clears throat> get into all that in a second. And it's very strange that <laughs> this has all come from. A uh, 
a billionaire, one of the world's richest people, richest man in the world for the moment. Uh, Elon Musk purchasing a social media platform. Social media was supposed to be fun. It was supposed to be a way for people to share information and talk. And I mean, I've been around since the, the founding of social media. MySpace. And then Facebook. Uh, and then Twitter. And it was never meant to be a serious political tool. But when millions and millions of Americans are using these platforms... And then, you know, those millions go out and talk to their friends and families and whoever and spread information or disinformation, as some will call it. Uh, it's an effective tool. There are a lot of other roads we could go down that route, but... <clears throat> This is what's been happening since Elon Musk officially closed the deal with the Twitter board with uh, help from the the Twitter shareholders. They pressured the board into selling to Elon Musk. And so here we go. You've got your Google your Apple, Amazon, threatening to remove Twitter from their app stores and platforms if Twitter does not police hate speech. What is hate speech? What is hate speech? I hate you. Okay. Muslim clerics who uh, who um, wanna, who threatened publicly to wipe Israel off the face of the earth are on Twitter Ilhan Omar an American congresswoman who openly disdains Jewish people not necessarily on Twitter but she's been she's on Twitter. Um, the Afghan government, the Taliban, they're on Twitter. Well, I don't watch their posts. I only see Ilhan Omar's post when it's something groundbreaking or earth, you know, news making. But for the most part. These people have a history of being radical. Antifa uh, is more than an idea. Uh, I've seen Antifa. I've watched Andy No report on Antifa. I watched Antifa uh, elements around the state of Ohio threaten and... say they were going to counter-demonstrate in Kent, Ohio when a young lady named Caitlin Bennett, uh, the Kent State gun girl, who, congratulations, just gave birth to a child, 
Home birth. Caitlin went up a notch in my book. She is now at notch one. <laughs> She's on the first notch, first rung of the ladder. She home birthed her baby. Uh, anyways, looked like a, a pretty rough birth, but birthing a baby with no drugs is hard. <laughs> uh, you ain't going to see me doing it. Anyhow, aside from that, I saw Antifa threaten on Facebook, on Twitter, the Cleveland chapter, the, you know, whatever Ohio chapters say that we're going to be there and we're going to cause trouble. And they were there and they did cause trouble. They, they grabbed people's guns. They hit people. They hit police officers. That was allowed on Twitter and Facebook. So... Where does the government come into this? This more than just now uh, threats from Google, Amazon, uh, and the Apple App Store to remove Twitter if they don't, you know, play nice or go along with the government narrative. The Biden administration has set up a disinformation governance board. To police the internet, it's under the Department of Homeland Security, which was a controversial department back when George W. Bush founded this new department of uh, the government after 9-11, the terrorist attacks. And now it's become what people told me it would. And I was so young and so naive. I was... You know, in my mid-twenties, maybe early twenties, mid-twenties, whatever the hell. Uh, they said Homeland Security is going to become a government spy agency to spy on the American people. And here we are now, 21 years later, maybe a little more, a little less, 21 years after 9-11, and the founding of the Department of Homeland Security a few months later. Maybe it was 20 years later. I don't know how old. Anyways. The Department of Homeland Security it now has a sub-department, a sub-board to govern information. And the question you must ask and the question I will ask you is, who decides what's truth and what's not. Take the last two years into account. You have had many, many doctors censored. They have opposing opinions of this pandemic and how it should be handled. We've had many politicians, experts with different opinions some of them have been removed from social media and censored. The doctor who invented mRNA vaccine technology, the shot that most of us got was an mRNA vaccine. That doctor was taken off of Twitter for things he said on the Joe Rogan podcast that were opposite of 
the official government narrative. Let's look at this article from the American Spectator. Uh, uh, this is an old, old, old news, pardon me, magazine. Uh, it's op-ed, it's not news, pardon me. The American Spectator, um, uh, the editor uh, is R. Emmett Tyrell Jr. Very sophisticated name there. Uh, under the subheading Press Watch, Biden's Ministry of Truth. Subtitle, Taking a Page from Mussolini and Orwell. Now, Mussolini was the uh, dic dictator, fasc a real fascist, an actual fascist, who was uh, the dictator of Italy during World War II and um, a sidekick of Hitler. Orwell wrote a book called 1984. 1984... The book was not written about or in, well, it was written about the year of 1984, but it was written many years before that. And it was talking about this futuristic world of 1984 and how there was big government and there were spies and they were eavesdropping on you and they were watching your every move to make sure you did what they said you should do and lived how you they said you should live and wore your mask. Oh, whoops. Think about the last two years. Think about the last two years. Yeah, we had a, a disease, an illness going around. But it was highly contagious. Highly transmittable. Not highly deadly unless you were elderly, for the most part. But the government was all over you. They were telling citizens to, to tattletale, rat on, turn in, report other citizens. That's the important part. Pardon my sarcasm. They were telling Americans to tattletale, to turn in your fellow American. Okay. That is in Orwell's book, 1984. Extreme government watching your every move. All right, back to this article. Uh, it's written by a fellow named uh, Jeffrey Lord. So, uh, it says, The headline at Fox was blunt. Mayorkas testifies... DHS, Department of Homeland Security, is creating a disinformation governance board. The news comes two days after Tesla CEO Elon Musk secured a $44 billion deal to buy Twitter. Uh, Mayorkas is the, the chairman of the Department of Homeland Security. The story began, Homeland Security... Secretary, oh, pardon me, Secretary, not Chairman. Alejandro, I like that name, Alejandro Mayorkas testified Wednesday that the Department of Homeland Security is creating a disinformation governance board 
to combat misinformation ahead of the 2022 midterms. Why are people that are seated in seated in the cabinet of the government, people that are unelected bureaucrats, which is what Secretary Mayorkas is, combating misinformation ahead of the 2022 midterms? That's not the government's job. Government's job is not to tell you who, what, when, where, why your opinion should be on an election or an elected official or things of that nature. (laughs) They just, they can't do that. The article goes on to read, say what? The Biden administration is now setting up a decidedly Orwellian Ministry of Truth. The term Ministry of Truth comes from the Orwell book, 1984. Ministry of Truth to combat misinformation. Yes. Aside from suggesting that the first place to begin is combating misinformation would be with the Biden administration itself. For example, Joe Biden claims he had no knowledge of Hunter Biden's business ventures. Inflation is transitionary. Transitory, pardon me. Inflation is transitory and and caused by Putin. The border swarm is seasonal. Uh, The Afghanistan exit was a success, etc. It is time to call out his government attack on free speech for exactly what it is. Out and out fascism. I'll link this article in the description on Rumble. But that gives you a little idea, a little background into what... This governance spot, this governance board, board on uh, disinformation governance board. So look, let's look at something here. The it's become clear now with the purchase of Twitter because the Democrats and the government are showing their hand. They're showing their hand of you know in cards you have a a hand. They're showing what you, their cards are. Isn't it pretty obvious now that they were working with the media and the social media to put out the information they wanted put out up until this point? Let's look back at before Elon Musk took control of Twitter. Twitter, the media, social media, we don't want to forget Facebook and other platforms, Shadow government, they censored the Hunter Biden laptop story. The FBI had Hunter's hard drive in 2019 and did nothing with it. Then it was given to Rudy Giuliani. The New York Post verified it. 
And Rudy Giuliani verified that it was Hunter's laptop hard drive. And the press uh, outside of the New York Post censored it. They, Twitter would not allow you, wouldn't allow the Post to share on its own Twitter feed the article. They would not allow people to share the Post's article. They censored a sitting president, Donald Trump, took him off of all social media platforms within hours of one another. Same thing happened to Alex Jones a few years earlier. They censored anyone that went against official government narratives, whether it was the 2020 election the, that may or may not have had some snafus when it came to what votes were counted and what votes were counted where and how. They censored social media. The press attacked people that went against the official government narrative on COVID-19 and the pandemic. Even though some of these people were just as much, if not more, qualified doctors than Dr. Falsi, Fauci, I mean. Even if these people just had an opinion. We were censored. We were kicked out of stores if we didn't have a mask on. Because the government threatened the businesses. Big business, Walmart, chain grocery stores were too big to fail. They had to stay open to provide you with empty shelves of toilet paper. Where toilet paper used to be. Because for some reason for two years we've all hoarded toilet paper. Like coronavirus is going to cause you to poop yourself to death. Well, maybe for Johnny Depp's ex-wife. I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) this is where we are in America, folks, at the crossroads. Where do we go from here? Which is the way that's clear? Are we still looking for the blue jean baby queen? Never mind, that's a song from the 80s. Uh, But where are we going, folks? You've got to decide. Let's take another look present day election Uh, I just got my Hulu restarted because I don't watch a lot of TV but one of my favorite shows is now back on in full swing after a couple years off so I wanted to watch it I'm watching the NFL draft tonight which is not one of my favorite shows but it was something to do Uh, one of my favorite shows is called Mayans it's about a Mexican motorcycle gang and I like motorcycles, I like Mexicans, and I like, apparently, violence, uh, on television, not in my real life, anyhow, so, I'm watching, there's this new guy to politics, his name is J.D. Vance, I would say 75% or more of the political campaign ads because our pardon me our election here in Ohio primary are 
Ohio Republican primary is uh, in a couple days, about three or four days away. 75% or more of the ads I saw are attacking J.D. Vance because he's an outsider. He's endorsed by Donald Trump and the establishment doesn't like him. What I'm saying is the establishment and the government and in the political parties will try to crush anyone who is an outsider, who is new, who is going to do things differently than the way they want them to be done. Anyone that's going to rock the boat, shake things up, change things is bad. Even in my beloved Republican Party. Think I'm kidding? The state of Tennessee, the Republican good old boys, kicked three or four people out of local Republican primaries for state legislature and maybe Congress uh, for not being Republican enough, not meeting, not meeting the uh, party guidelines. These were conservatives. They were not traditional Republicans, but they were Trump Republicans. They were outsiders. They were people who, for all we can see and tell, loved their country and just wanted to get involved and put in a new perspective, change things, but they were taken out. So it's across all levels of government, both political parties, I lean to the right. I, I just can't, with what today's Democrat Party stands for, I can't see myself voting for them. I just can't. Uh, and it's been that way for about 20 years now. Earlier on when I was younger, yeah, I'd, I'd mix the ticket up. Vote for, you know, some, some people I thought were better. Uh, I'll tell you another story. Tim Ryan, who's running for United States Senate in Ohio. Terrible person. Terrible uh, congressman. Uh, but when I was first, uh, well, not first, whatever, uh, early on in my career, uh, I was helping an aunt lady named Ann Wilmer Benjamin. Then I turn, find out that she's like, she's anti-gun. Back then, uh, trigger locks were a big thing and she wanted everyone to lock the trigger of their gun. Well, that's real helpful if someone's breaking into your house. Hey, burglar, don't kill me yet. I gotta unlock the trigger on my gun. <laughs> that's, that's real helpful in self-defense. Uh, and she was pro-choice. I give me a pro-choice Republican. But Tim Ryan was from, you know, NRA country, Youngstown, Ohio, Catholic, so we thought he was pro-life. Uh, he went to Congress, got in with Nancy Pelosi, dated Nancy's daughter at one time, uh, and became one of the biggest liberals. So we need a guy like J.D. Vance to beat Tim Ryan in November. We need any Republican to beat Tim Ryan, but J.D. Vance is new, different. 
But uh, the point was, I at one time voted for Tim Ryan over Ann Wilmer Benjamin because he was said to be more conservative than the Republican. Then he got to Washington, and Washington changed him. Okay, so government had been working with big tech <coughs> in more ways than I can sit here and tell you it'll take hours. It's now coming to light after this Elon Musk purchase of Twitter. So the government has to set up its uh, disinformation board, disinformation governance board, or Ministry of Truth to censor opinions that go against what the government wants you to think. We gotta stop this, people. We've gotta stop this. If there is such a thing as hate speech, it is still free speech. It's just speech by really, really stupid people. And as long as it doesn't manifest itself into hate actions, as in the Democrats and their segregated South or their uh, enforcement arm like the Ku Klux Klan uh, in, the, in the good old Democrat South days, hate speech is nothing. A post on Twitter means nothing. But the government should not be allowed to censor any speech. And they're taking more and more freedoms day by day now. That's what we have to be looking at going into this 2022 election and 2024 election. God bless y'all. Pray for each other. Uh, and we'll see you next time.